Welcome to the I Have ADHD podcast, where it's all about education, encouragement, and coaching for adults with ADHD. I'm your host, Kristen Carter, and I have ADHD. Let's chat about the frustrations, humor, and challenges of adulting, relationships, working, and achieving with this neurodevelopmental disorder. I'll help you understand your unique brain, unlock your potential, and move from point A to point B. Hey, what's up? This is Kristen Carter, and you're listening to the I Have ADHD podcast, episode number 115. I am medicated, I am caffeinated, and I am ready to roll. How is your summer going, my friend? I hope that you are having a blast. I hope that you are prioritizing time outside and that you're taking care of yourself and soaking up all the sunshine whenever possible. Our community has a pool and it looks like it's straight out of the movie, The Sandlot. I love that movie. It's amazing. But anyway, this pool is like so old. It's very 70s-esque. It's the best ever. My husband actually, like as I was kind of planning out this podcast, he texted that he had just dropped the kiddos off at the pool just right now. And seriously, it's so fun. We lather them up with sunscreen from head to toe, give them a couple bucks for the snack bar and send them on their way. It is so magical. And I'll join them after work today. And then they'll be exhausted this evening. I mean, is there anything better than summertime? I just remember as a kid being so physically tired at the end of the day. I just love that feeling. Another great feeling, side note, this is like total tangent, is the feeling after being at the shore, like in the ocean all day long, and your body is just like so exhausted and still kind of like moving with the waves. Oh my gosh, love that feeling. Okay, anyway, a quick question. Have you subscribed to this podcast? If not, highly recommend that you go ahead and press subscribe. That way, it's going to appear in your podcast feed every single week. And since I am now able to be consistent because of all of the help and support that I have with this podcast, it'll be there for you every Tuesday. And today, I'm so excited to hit you up with an amazing interview that I did with my client, Fernanda, because OMG, she is a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of wisdom, and all of my Spanish-speaking listeners go right now to her Instagram, please, while you are listening to this episode, and follow her. She is incredible. Her handle is Especialmente 2.0. She's on Facebook as well under the same name. Go find her. If you're someone whose family didn't understand or recognize or validate your ADHD, you are totally going to resonate with our conversation today. But especially if you are one of my listeners in Latin America, or if you were raised in the States, but you have a lot of Latin cultural influences in your life, oh my word, this podcast is going to speak directly to your heart. I'm so happy to have my client Fernanda Gamboa on the podcast. She's an ADHD coach for Spanish-speaking clients. She is the expert on ADHD coaching in Spanish, which is actually T-D-A-H in Espanol, which stands for Trastorno Deficit de Atención en Niños y en Adultos. So as you know, ADHD does not discriminate. It is not just for white people, and Fernanda beautifully articulates her experience as a Latina with ADHD 
please enjoy this conversation, my beautiful friends. Hi, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Kristen, for having me. I'm so looking forward to people hearing your story because I think it's unique, but I know that it will connect to so many of my listeners. You are an ADHD coach and you grew up in Mexico. And I would just love to hear your story. Just tell us a little bit about your story growing up and your journey to becoming, first of all, someone who knows she has ADHD. And then secondly, an ADHD coach. Tell me all the things. Okay. Well, we would have to start when I was uh, a little girl. I was the typical boy type of ADHD. I was very hyper, a lot of movement in me, always interrupting, and I was always in trouble. Hmm. But I came from a home where I was raised by nannies and drivers, and my parents were busy living their life. My dad was a politician. Hmm. Um, I am the youngest of many, many, many siblings because they remarried a couple of times. So I'm the youngest of seven. Wow. Yes. Uh, All girls. Oh my goodness. Yes. My parents divorce when I was 11 and my mom leaves. Hmm. So I was raised by the nannies, the driver, and my dad. And everyone pointed the finger of my rebellion, my conduct, my, my way of living life. They would always say, it's because your mom left. And it made sense, right? I mean, yeah. everyone, they sent me to, to psychologists and thank goodness for that. And of course it was part of it, but there was more, there was much more inside me. I just, I just couldn't sit still. I couldn't stop interrupting my teachers. And as I said, I lived in the office. I always had, I went to an American school in Mexico city and they had on-campus suspension in middle school. And that was like my, my second home. I was always on in on-campus suspension and then they would bring my dad in and he would always use the um why are you doing this to me you have everything in life to behave and make the best out of your studies and just be a good um person and whatever and i was like i don't know what i'm doing i just can't help it but i of course, I didn't know how to verbalize that. Right. So um, in ninth grade, before ninth grade started, the school principal, who I was so blessed, was my best friend's mom. Oh, my gosh. And she was the one that saved me because she called my dad in and she said, you know, they're going to kick her out of school. Mm-hmm. She is on the list. She's number one. They're going to kick her out. So I'm giving you a heads up. Pull her out. Because if they kick her out, she will not be able to return ever. So my dad pulled me out. And this was late in eighth grade. This was around May. So there wasn't many choices where I could go to. So basically, the first school that admitted me, that's where I left for ninth grade, Mm -hmm. for a, a boarding school in Ohio. 
Wait, can you stop there? From Mexico City <laughs> yes. to a boarding school in Ohio. That yes. sounds traumatic. It wasn't as traumatic as it sounds because all of my summers, I would go to summer camp in Texas. Okay. All of my sisters went to boarding school in Switzerland. So that was like the thing that we would do um, culturally and socially. Okay, okay. But I couldn't go to Switzerland because I wasn't admitted in Switzerland. So I was admitted in Ohio. <laughs> and to be honest, I had a great time. I mean, I enjoyed it. I feel that um, I learned in ninth grade that I wasn't a bad student. I felt like this boarding school was, of, of course, it was it was the States. And I hate to, to admit it, but... Mexico City, even though I went to an American school, is years behind hmm. in, 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 uh, in many things, but especially in the mental health department. Hmm. So when I arrive in this boarding school and they're like, oh, you need like a special class where you're supported. Nobody said you have ADHD, but they they put me in like in this special class where it was only like six of us. Nice. And I learned how to study and I, I discovered I loved reading. So when I came back home in 10th grade, it was like a complete different person. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I was an A student, but I, I wasn't suffering as I was mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. See, before I was always trying to catch up. Yeah. I remember they would, um, you know, when they would say, okay, let's read chapter seven. So you read page 20 to 25, and I would count to find out which part I would have to read so I could kind of practice and not sound ridiculous and stupid, you know? Yes, But my screen was shattered. I was different. I was weird. I was very, very much impulsive, Kristen. Yeah. Um, when younger, physically, like physically, I would hit the boys or just push people and yeah. I would always say the wrong thing. Everything that came to my mind, I would blurt it out. So I was mm -hmm. always in trouble and I was not invited to many parties um, mm -hmm. because the the other moms or the other nannies, should I say, were like, <laughs> she just, she's too much of everything. She, mm -hmm. I would curse very easily and you know. So then, of course, I went to college. I started college in Mexico City. Mm. I was dating my high school sweetheart and I got pregnant. Mm. So I got pregnant. He was going to school in San Diego. So we got married really quickly. Wow. Yes, really quickly. A beautiful, huge um, Mexican style wedding. And then I went to live in San Diego. I had my baby there. And when he was one year old, I said, you know what? I, I feel I have to finish college. I need to run through. So I went back to school. I finished. I had my, my girl there. And then we moved back to Mexico City. Mm. What did you study in college? I studied psychology and communication studies. Mm. So I discovered I am really good at school. I love learning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I went back to Mexico City, married with two kids. I was very, very young. None of my friends were married, of course. Oh my gosh. And, um, and my children went to the same school that I went to, the American school in Mexico. And when my daughter, see, my son had all the signs, but I was, I don't want to say stupid, but yes, stupid enough to follow my, 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 my parents' um, pattern in the yeah. sense I divorced their dad. So when mm. Max, my older son, started acting out, yeah. I always thought it was because of the divorce. Of course, because that's what you were told. How would you know any different? Completely. So, but then when Alex, my daughter, was in first grade, I had the blessing to have this amazing teacher who called me in and she said, there's something not right, hmm. something not clicking because she is not, she didn't have the movement. She didn't have the interrupting phase, but she, she just, nothing was, was hmm. sticking to her brain. Hmm. So that's when I had her evaluated and ADHD came up and it wasn't the first time I heard it, but I had no idea what that meant. Mm. It was very scary for me because the doctor in Mexico said she has ADHD and we need to medicate her. And my, my daughter was seven years old. I was like, yeah, that's so little. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I decided <laughs> to travel the world literally to find another diagnosis. Oh, which you're I kidding. Oh no, I went to California, I went to Boston, I went to Texas, and they all said, she has ADHD and you need to medicate her. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually I went back to Mexico to this doctor and I said, okay, no, well, no. First I tried everything out there. Oh my gosh, Kristen, all the diets, all the all supplements. The and all the supplements and all the hippie type dance to the moon, um, whatever people told me to try, I tried everything. Wow. Tell me oh, more yeah. about dancing. Um, I went to this sh shaman. Is that shaman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shaman. Yep. And they I would take my daughter with me and we would do sort of meditations oh, and gosh. they would cleanse her with sage. <laughs> that ought to do it. Let's just cleanse her with sage. That'll do it. And eventually I was like, oh my God, this isn't working. And her social life is what pushed me to medicate. Mm -hmm. She was mm -hmm. completely stigmatized and she was an outsider and she was different. Aww. Yeah. Did she so, remind you of you as a kiddo? She did not. But like socially, I mean? Um, no, because mm. I was, even though I was like the the different one i had a very strong personality Kristen. Mm -hmm. i was always the the bully i was always like mm -hmm. i was hurt so i was trying to make everyone feel what i was feeling Definitely. obviously unconsciously but Definitely. yeah and um, my daughter was not like this at all mm. so at that time i never thought I'm like her. Maybe I have the same thing at all. At all. Mm. She was also diagnosed diagnosed with very high anxiety. Aww. So once we found the right medication for her, which took about a year, 
I saw her flourish. And I mean, oh, wow. my daughter is now 18 and she is, oh my God, she's an incredible human being. She's a cheerleader. She's oh. applying to all these amazing colleges. She's living life to her best. That is so exciting. So like any of you parents listening who have little kiddos, who you're like, I'm just not sure. And like, should we bother with an evaluation or should we bother with treatment? Like this is such a testament to it's worth it. If you can find what works best for your kiddo, they will flourish. Completely. And plus the medication, we also did um, um, therapy, um, cognitive. Yes. CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, that kind? Yes. And, and I think it was a combination. Yeah. And the biggest part I think of the puzzle is the the acceptance of who my daughter was. So maybe in school she had to behave and try to fit in into a world that wasn't designed for her, but she always knew that once she was home, Mm. she could let the crazies out. Yeah. And even though at that time I wasn't diagnosed, I was super let the crazies out myself, (laughs) you know? So I was always, I've been always been out there, but I didn't know what it was. So it was many years after that, Mm. I divorced my, my first husband and then who, by the way, also has ADHD. So when Alex was diagnosed... And I started becoming this bookworm on ADHD and all the courses and Russell Barkley and all that Uh, stuff. Yes. I called my ex up and I said, I have some important news because we're very, very, very good friends. Nice. And he's like, what's up? And I said, you know how people told you you were a rebel and you were a problem and you were just too much and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I don't think it was that. I think you have ADHD like our daughter. Mm. And he said, what does that mean? So I started sending him information and he started crying, Kristen. He's like, oh my God, if I'd only knew if I had the support system, blah, 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 blah. He got his uh, evaluation and bingo, ADHD. (laughs) So, but at the time you were still not self-identifying. No. (laughs) Why not, Fernanda? (laughs) You know, it took a while. I I just thought it was the trauma of growing up in my house. I still because that's what you were always told, right? Like you you were evaluated, you had seen psychologists, you had seen experts, and they just kept saying it's trauma, it's trauma, it's trauma. Yes, even when I moved to to Miami. Many years after, I, I when I arrived here, I was like, okay, I'm going to find myself a therapist. And by, by this time, I had my third son was born, my, and he was diagnosed with ADHD, okay? So I went to my therapist and I said, listen, they do, my, my children do not share the same father. Right. The only factor in common is myself. <laughs> But the psychologist kept saying, no, you have PTSD from from your upbringing. And then, you know what? I could see myself in my son completely. I was was just full of energy. And I was like, I, I was like that. And he was always in trouble because he said the wrong things. 
He never um, raised his hand. He would interrupt the teacher. And that's when I told my husband, I can't reflect myself in my daughter, but I can completely see myself in him. Yeah. So I found the, the right person. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, I want to get an evaluation. And bingo, you have ADHD as well. How old were you? Like how long ago was it? I was 38. I'm 42. So only four years ago, my goodness. Yes. And it was the biggest blessing in my life. Tell me. Even though I'm telling you all of this, I, 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 I feel like I needed the actual document, the actual mm. expert telling me, yes, you have ADHD. And not just me guessing. Mm. So at first it was like, oh my God, I can't believe no one noticed. Life would have been so much easier. And my self-esteem was shattered, Kristen, mm. shattered. So, but at least I knew how to build the puzzle, how to piece it together. Mm. So I need to rewind myself back to when my daughter was diagnosed. I was living in Mexico City. I went to the school to, to come out and say, hey, my daughter was diagnosed. She has ADHD. And I didn't get the support that I was expecting to get, the support that I read in the books. Mm. So I was like, okay, um, does she get like special extra time or... And they're like, no, 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 we don't have that here. And I had no one to talk to. And I was like, I can't believe I'm the only person in Mexico City that has a daughter with ADHD. There nice. must be people out there that I can talk to and, and just have a cup of coffee and relate. Mm. I couldn't find anyone. But I opened a Facebook page. That's how oh. I started. And I, I, I'm like, hey, my name is Fernanda. I have a daughter. She's been diagnosed. If there's anyone out there, I would love to talk to someone. And I'm covered in goosebumps. Like, oh. that's just so beautiful. And I shared the whole experience, the whole, this is what we tried medication, blah, blah, blah the shaman, everything. And all of a sudden I have 500 people following me because no it way. became like a weekly thing. I would post so this is what's new. My daughter is now acting like this and this is what we're doing. And this is the therapy and this is the book I'm reading. And all of a sudden it's 500 people following me. And I'm like, wow. well, maybe I should start a webpage. So I started a webpage and um, it was just a beautiful process of people connecting with me. And then mm -hmm. it expanded of course, to, to Latin America. A lot of people mm -hmm. from Argentina and, and Spain, and I was just doing this because I felt that I, I had a responsibility with life because I was so blessed to, to have the, the tools to get my daughter evaluated and to get her the best help there was and to travel the world and talk to all these doctors and to have all the books, which are all of them in English. So, you know, oh, wow. there's very, so are there any books in Spanish? There's very few that I recommend. Okay. Um, is Barclay's book in Spanish? One of his books is. Okay. And, um, but there's only like very little information. There is a lot of information, but not good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, 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 an, a, an issue. So when I started mm. my webpage, um, I, as I said, years forward to, to my diagnose, I was like, I need to get 
like the document where I can officially help people. Yeah. So I um, started the the whole coaching training, which I loved and enjoyed, but was a super hard for me. Tell because, me. Because it was most of the time it was on the phone. I couldn't see them. And that was super hard, Kristen. So I remember when I called my 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 teacher and I said, you know what? I'm so sorry. I don't need you to return the money. I'm just, this is not for me. It's too, it's very stressful because I can't focus. So half the time, I, I don't know what you're saying. Totally. Totally. And she was, she was, she was great about it. And she's like, no, you're not doing that. You're halfway push Good. yourself. You can do it. Blah, blah, blah. Good. And between her and my husband, who is like my biggest cheerleader, mm -hmm. they're the ones that pushed me and, and, and I was able to, to follow through, but it was very hard for me. Mm. But once I had my, my paper behind me, you can see it's beautiful. I was like, I am ready to do this. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Just to clarify, all of your messaging, all everything is in Spanish. So you, you've, a, yes, I love it. You are the resource for Spanish speaking people with ADHD. Yes, I think so. Yes. And I, I think I, so too. <laughs> Co-signed. I have to tell you something. It was, it wasn't until focused hmm. that I was able to show my face. So I swear all this time, the Facebook, when I started the Facebook and the webpage, I didn't even say my name. I just went by my, so the name of my, my everything, my baby is Especialmente, mm -hmm. which translates to specially, but also mente in Spanish is brain. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So it's special mind, but it's also specially. Love. So I, I didn't come out and then when I heard you and I heard the whole model and I heard the whole, you are not your thoughts and your thoughts create your feelings. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. What do you mean? <laughs> and I, as, I, as I said, I am a huge nerd. So I would revisit the, the, the teachings and I would pause and I went through the workbooks and I was like, I need to, take this under my wing. And I did. Yeah. And then I was like, this is the most amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And which also brings me to something very important. I feel like I don't want to gen generalize, but Latin America has this negative connotation on ADHD. Tell me everything. Yes. They're like, this is a problem. You are broken. My children are broken. I am going to uh, spank the ADHD out of them. I am going to punish them until they understand they cannot behave like this. Mm -hmm. And I feel that focused gave me that, that courage mm -hmm. to be able to tell them, you know what you can do you and you are an adult and you are free to do whatever you want, but this attitude, this, whatever you're doing with your children or with yourself is not going to take you very far. Wow. Yes. That must have taken a lot of courage. 
a lot, a lot of courage, Kristen. I was terrified. <laughs> because I mean, you're going against all of the cultural norms and all of the all of the um, cultural norms that you even grew up with, you were infused with. This was just like a part of your life. Completely, completely, Kristen, which also helped me because part of my sessions, I feel like I always go back to, to, is this something that you really believe or is this something that came from your family? Yes. Because part of, 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 our, of who I was wasn't really mine. It just came from my parents. Yes. And then it came to a point where I was like, who am I really? Who do I want to be? How do I want to raise my children? Mm. Okay. So say more words about you kind of like coming out of the closet, um, like putting your face out there, using your name. Um, now you're on Instagram. You, I don't know why I just, just followed you because you've been in focus. How long has it been? I think from the beginning. From the beginning. Because yeah. I remember, you know, at the first couple months I was obviously, well, not obviously, but I was shipping everything myself. So when I was sending workbooks, I was writing your name, Fernanda Gamboa. Is that your last name? <laughs> I was writing like your name, your address. So I remember being like, oh, that's a beautiful name and shipping to Miami like this. It was so fun. And and um, so I know that you've been in forever and thinking about the process that you went through, like now you're doing IGTVs and like all of this amazing stuff. So your transformation has been pretty incredible. Completely incredible. And then mm. I, I mean, of course I needed my training. I needed the official document, but I yeah. feel like. And I mean, I don't want to, I'm not a kiss ass or anything. I'm just <laughs> being honest here with you. I feel like that's where I found the type of coach that I wanted to be in, in focus. Yes. That's where I found the courage. You gave me that self authority. You, mm. I found it in your group. So forever grateful. But yeah, I do my videos and of course I, 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 of course I go with rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria to the max every time I post. Of course. But I've been getting better at it and just handling my thoughts and why am I feeling this? What am I thinking that it's making me feel like this? And, mm -hmm. and, and of course I'm not an expert. I have my faults, but most of the time I can pull through with a model. Yeah, coaching yourself. Have you gotten any pushback from um, people in your culture, from people in Latin America who are like, Fernanda, you're, you're too different. You're, you're saying things that are just not in alignment with like who we are and what we believe. What's that been like for you? At first it was very hard. I was mm -hmm. very insecure and I would call my best friend. She mm -hmm. would like cheer me up and I would, I would just stand my ground and I've been called a hippie many times they're like oh that's such a hippie uh, mentality but yes i get i get tons of pushback to be honest with you in in most of my discovery calls that is a big issue for me which is a break it or, or make it with with my my possible coachee um you get a sense of it when they start Oh no no! Where did you learn this? Oh no, that sounds ridiculous. That's something that doesn't work in Mexico or in Latin America, and that just sounds crazy to me. And are you people sure? say those words to you? 
Yes, completely. And then that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to try and help you find um, a coach designed for you, but I don't think we're a good match. Yeah. But the ones that open up and they're like, I am ready because, you know, I always tell them you need to erase everything that you learn. It's like, I'm going to teach you how to speak Mandarin. Mm. So everything is going to be different. Everything might be a little bit difficult because it's new mm. and you just need to be patient and follow through. Mm. And the few that say, I love it. I'll do anything. Yeah. That's when I, I take them as, as coaches and, and I love it. I love it. So you are you coaching adults with their own ADHD or are you coaching like families or who do you coach? So I coach adults. Most mm. of my uh, of my clients have ADHD, but I mm. have two parents who do not have ADHD, but want to. Um, yeah. I always tell them that I believe the biggest part about parenting children with ADHD is not to break the bond that you have with them. That's yeah. the, the, the bond with your parents is more important than science or math or, you know? Yes, so, 100%. Yeah, so I have two parents right now which are doing a great job trying to, to not break that bond with their children. Yeah, I could see you being really good at both, at coaching adults on their own self-concept and their own like identity and shifting into more self-acceptance, but then also helping parents to just understand their kids and their families and the dynamics of having, um, of having kiddos with ADHD who, if the parent doesn't have it or doesn't know that they have it, it can feel very much like this kid is doing it wrong. How do we fix it? <laughs> completely, completely. And I, I also feel like I'm, I'm coaching my husband because he is a super neurotypical mm. <laughs> and um, I mean, he's amazing. He's great because he, there's less neurotypicals in my household. Than right? <laughs> he's in the minority. Yes. He's in the minority. So um, sometimes he'll, he'll like snap at my children because of their um, symptoms. Yeah. And then he like, he like looks at me and he's like, I'm sorry. Oh, like, okay. Just fix it. <laughs> yes. I love um, Can we talk a little bit more about, because I don't really know much about it at all. And I'm wondering if you could share more about kind of the idiosyncrasies of the Latin culture and the like what you're noticing as like not knowing much about ADHD and identifying symptoms as just behavioral issues that need to be dealt with, like punishment wise. Can you just go into a little bit more detail about that? Like what, what do you notice and, and why do you think it's there? And so this is like a lot of questions and you can just kind of answer in whatever way makes sense to you. Like, what are you noticing? Why is that kind of the case and then what do you think it might take to make a cultural shift um i don't know if it's the macho mentality but mm. there is i mean similarities it's not just mexico city it's yeah 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 it's other countries as well and they have this um i i i, I find a lot of dads 
especially the dads who are completely eyes wide shut. I do not feel that this is a real thing. This is crazy. You're crazy. And my wife is crazy for following you. Mm. Um, and then a lot of women who are completely victims. Why is this happening to me? I am praying to God to fix my child and I go to church and and I'm like, dude, it's not, that's not the way. Tell me more about victim mentality because you mentioned it in our email correspondence before we met. Tell me yes. more about that. Is that, um, is that just a, a human condition? Is that cultural both? What do you think? I feel like um, it is a cultural thing, especially with, with the women. Mm. Again, I don't want to generalize and then receive hate emails with, oh, no, my mom was not like that. <laughs> but I do- Nobody send Fernanda hate emails, okay? <laughs> you have to come through me first. Don't you do it. <laughs> you. So I feel like since there is this macho mentality, um, um, you know, the, the fa- father figure sets the rules and he is the money maker in the house and the wife stays in the kitchen, makes the food and takes care of the children. Mm -hmm. I feel like the women are like, um, even afraid, afraid of their Mm -hmm. husbands. Um, so part of my, um, my discovery call is, is, is hard Kristen, because there is a lot of violence in these, in these families. Yeah. So it's hard to like, pull the threads and, 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 and just focus on, on what I need to focus because these women always bring up the, but I'm afraid of him, but he, he's physically violent with me. And, and it's, and it's tough because it's not even like the States where I can give a call and say, Hey, there's violence of the family. Right. Um, Mexico, Mexico, at least just it doesn't work that way. The policeman would say, oh, that's his husband. That's her husband. He is allowed to give her a little slap here and there. (laughs) Are you serious? I am serious. So I feel like that is, that is a big part Hmm. of not being able to, to help their children and themselves, because there's this little girl who is 16 years old and she contacted me via Instagram and she is afraid that her if her father finds out that she is looking for help he is gonna reprimand her and whatever that means in in her world so i told her to talk to her mom Mm -hmm. and of course the mom just started crying and she said don't bring anything up to your father because he's gonna be so disappointed in us and he's gonna be upset and blah 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 and i'm like it's, it's, it's crazy. It's frustrating because I'm, I'm like trying to help her undercover in our Instagram. Wow. She can't even call me because of course she lives with them. So right. it's tough. So I, I, I encounter a lot of these wow. issues. Yeah. In, in, in the Latin culture. Hmm. And what do you think? You're certainly doing your part. But what do you think it might take to make some sort of cultural shift in this area? I mean, do you have ideas? Do you have dreams of like what it could be like and and how that might happen? I don't know. That's a really hard question, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts. Well, I believe that it could at least start it with the schools uh. because 
you have a little boy who's diagnosed and as a dad you're like no 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 i don't accept this i'm just gonna belt his butt out until he gets fixed and then you go to school because they call you in and they say in school they say your son is a mess and he's interrupting and i don't know what to do with him so there's more power to the dad you know more power to that mentality of of course you're broken what is wrong with you right so i believe it's very hard to to try to change the mentality of generations after generations of this culture. But I believe that if we could change the education system, be more open to diversity, be more open to, so this little boy is gonna need some extra time for his exams or sit in a certain place in school or, they have none of this. And I mean, I went to a, a, a privileged school and I didn't have that. Yeah. I can't imagine what people who are underprivileged have to deal with. Yeah. So I believe my dream is to be able to, to start with a school so that at mm-hmm. least when the school system calls the parents in, they're like, listen, your boy has ADHD, but this is what we're going to do to help him. And this yeah. is what we need you to do at home. Oh, that would be so beautiful. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And that would at least, it would be so amazing to just be like, you know what, this kind of stops here with our generation. Yes. Right. Yes, and okay. and we're just going to do it differently. And I know, I mean, we have so many things in all of our cultures where we just like wish that we could just make kind of like a draw a line in the sand and say like, this stops with us. And we're doing that in our own families, aren't we, Fernanda? Like Completely, Kristen, completely. I have a lot of, um, I mean, not a lot, but I have a couple of, of um, close people here in Miami who have children who are diagnosed. And it's very interesting to me that, of course, they're Latin. They still keep it like a hush, hush. I don't want anyone to know that my son has ADHD, Mm. where I am the complete opposite. I mean, we, as I said in my email, we talk about ADHD during dinner. So I always say, I just want my children to be happy. Mm. To have a strong self-esteem because I know how hard it is to to put your self-esteem back together once you're an adult. Mm. So that's what I wish for them. And 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 I believe that this is the right mentality, at least for my family, because today is the last day of school here. Oh. And my son told me, you, you he's like, you said I would get a price if I didn't have any C's. So shebang and these are my grades and not only are they no there are no c's there are no b minuses so and that he worked so hard to get it i'm like yes yeah and he wants a pair of tennis shoes so we're gonna hit them all and get for sure i would just love for you um i would just love to give you a minute to say what Ever you want to say, like, just encourage my Latin listeners, like encourage the people who are maybe feeling very victimized in the home or who are maybe like afraid to reach out for help or who have grown up in families where 
the ADHD has been like, quote unquote, spanked out of them. Like, what do you want to say to this, um, like group of people who are so identifying with all of the things that you're saying, what encouragement might you have for them? Oh my God. Well, first of all, I, I wish they would just start by getting educated. Mm. I, I believe that is the first step because you, there is no acceptance if you don't know what you're accepting. Oh, so, wow. That was good. Yeah. And that was real good. <laughs> I'm going to write that one down. <laughs> so I always tell them you need to, 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 to learn what ADHD means. And then mm. what does that mean for your child or for you? Mm. You know, because there are no two alikes as I said, I couldn't relate yeah. to my daughter. So you need yeah. to do your part and you need to take your diagnosis into your own hands mm. and you need to stand up for yourself and for your children. And to all the mothers out there, obviously the fathers too, but I feel like sometimes the moms are like the more emotionally involved in this. I just want to say, be the lion that your little cub needs. Mm. I, I, I feel like we are their biggest lawyers and their biggest cheerleaders. And until we can like set them free, and, and that doesn't mean when they're 20. I feel like my 12-year-old son, I'm slowly letting yeah. him do his own thing. But of course, when he was growing up, I was right there next to him, defending him, speaking up for him, educating yeah. him and educating whoever I had to, the teachers, right. the, the, the psychologists. So... I feel that inside of us as, as parents, we have this, this need to, to, to protect and to, to speak up for our children. We just sometimes don't listen to it and we're afraid to be different and we're afraid to be stigmatized and we're afraid to, to, to maybe sound a little hippie like people say about me. And, and you know what? It's okay if people call me hippie. I know who I am and I know what I'm doing. So just look inside you because mm. I feel like our knowledge or power or everything is just right there. We just need to let it shine. You know, yes. there's so many information and, and it comes a point in your life when you have to stop and say, is this truly mine? Or is this my mm -hmm. grandmother's who, yeah. who doesn't even speak English and lives in this little town in the top of a mountain? So I just wish that they would give themselves a chance and 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 to trust to trust that if there's an itch inside them that there's something up with their kids or with themselves just scratch into it and see what you can find i think that that is some of the best advice for anyone listening no matter what culture you're coming from is and i forget who i said this to yesterday but I really, in my experience, have found that if someone thinks that there is something going on with them neurologically or like that, that there might be something missing in their diagnosis, it's usually true. If you have that sense of like, I think there's something here, that usually is the case, but so many of us downplay it and say like, oh no, I just need to, I just need to get better at time management or I just need to get, or my kid just needs to, you know, have better manners or whatever. But usually if you have an inkling, if you have a sense that like 
there is something up there. Maybe there's something I'm missing. It could be anxiety, depression, ADHD, bipolar, like whatever the case may be, there's usually is something there. Um, and so I love that advice to just like, if there's something that's an itch, like go ahead and scratch it, pick at it until you have some answers. Completely. And I feel like that's the only way we can really strive in the world and not just survive. I mean, yeah. we come to this world to survive. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. And then I will definitely link all of that in the show notes so that um, you're easy to find. But for anyone who might be interested in finding you, working with you, how can they get in touch? Okay, so my um, my webpage is especialmente.org. Of? My Instagram is especialmente2.0. Yeah. I love the 2.0. Just tell us a little second. Just tell us a little bit about the 2.0. It came from you, from one of your podcasts, I think, where you, yeah. you, you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, I love that. And, and truly, I think that this is Fernanda 2.0. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's just such a short time, Kristen. I mean, I, I, this Fernanda is not the same Fernanda from, from even last year. Yeah. I'm, I feel empowered. I feel driven. I feel like this is my calling. And of course I have my falls. Of course I have ADHD. Yeah. yeah. But now I can have my falls and, and I'm safe with me before I wasn't mm. safe with me. I was my biggest bully. Mm. Oh, so beautiful. So website and Instagram and book is just especialmente. So I'm everywhere. <laughs> you are everywhere. Okay, great. We'll put links to that in the show notes. Thank you. I love you. I'm so glad that you were here. I'm so glad that you are able to speak for a segment of the world that I'm just not able to speak, just not able to really connect with on the same level. And so I'm so glad to have you here sharing your story. Hey, adhd -er, I see you. I know exactly what it's like to feel lost, confused, frustrated, and like no one out there really understands the way that your brain works. That's why I created Focused. Focused is my monthly coaching program where I lead you through a step-by-step -step process of understanding yourself, feeling better, and creating the life that you know you're meant for. You'll study, be coached, grow, and make amazing changes alongside of other educated professional adults with ADHD from all over the world. Visit IHaveADHD.com slash focused to learn more.